0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the man who got Eric Bischoff fired from SmackDown, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. (laughs) Jay, what's up,
1: dude? I'm sorry,
0: Eric. I had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) He was fed up. He wrote a very sternly worded letter to Vince, and Vince listened. It was was the
1: first night of the draft that really pushed me over the edge, so... I mean, I had to do it, but he's going to be on StarCast. So, I, I mean, he's not he's not falling on hard times. I'm sure yeah. he's fine.
0: Maybe secretly you're working for StarCast and you just haven't told me, you bastard. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, on the Blue Wire Network, our favorite podcast network in the world. And please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling
1: spicy, leave a review and if you're feeling normal you don't have to feel spicy to 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 follow us on on twitter you can follow us on twitter at doesn't matter pod that's pod with a zero you can follow us on instagram at doesn't matter podcast and you can follow me at jeremy a loss on twitter and you can follow ben at cruise control that's control with a k on twitter and if you have Reached out to us about the stickers. We'll, we'll we're gonna get these stickers out to you. Uh, I, ben, have you? I don't know if you actually. Sent I haven't them out. sent
0: mine out yet. There's. I've been accumulating requests. Uh, I've I've have everyone's name and address who's requested a sticker. Um, you you've all been fantastic. You will get them, I promise. Uh, so they'll be sent out very very soon. Let's
1: let's let's plan to send them out next week. Yeah. yeah. No. Totally. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's, that's great. Let's set deadlines. As as our all boy right. Chris Van Vliet says, vague results vague goals get vague results so we gotta set a date we're setting a date we're setting them out next week
1: yes there guys it it is. Is. we'll get them soon so thank you to everybody that's already reached out about them I still have a ton of stickers left so if you know anybody that wants a sticker and, and like put some flair on their laptop or water bottle just hit me up on Twitter and we'll get those out to you
0: check the uh, episode description on how to get them and with all that man, we don't have a guest this week so this feels know, like it's super weird. weird to just like, <laughs> le- like past, you know, little humble brag. past two weeks, we've had some really, really big guests. Um, our boy Kaz was on last week, uh, we've had, we had 49ers, Pro Bowl five, tight the, end. The 5-0 no 49ers, yeah, get, that, get that right. Who's led the 49ers to a little 5-0 and 0 record, and has, has been on fire since coming on the show. George Kittle, so if you haven't listened to those two shows yet, definitely double back after you listen to this one, but all that being said, it is now time to head into... The main event and for this week's main event we'd be remiss if we did not start with the wwe draft it i was, mean it do was, we
1: do we have to talk about it
0: i mean yes because it was it was highly promoted it was highly uh th- they made it seem like there was gonna be this huge event and usually it is right like whenever they have had a draft in the past they had one a few months ago um it, it's it's been definitely a reason to tune in and a reason and, and a reason to tune into wrestling podcast because you wanted to hear what the hosts have had to say to talk about it. Unfortunately, this was probably one of, if not the worst WWE draft that has happened since the draft has been implemented. It was it, awful. It, there were, it was basically a reannouncing of who was on what show, right? Like there Pretty was much. one or two, superstars who shifted shows you know charlotte's now on raw uh corbin's now on smackdown it, it was like one or two like that you were like okay that that makes sense but more or less everyone's still in the same show that they came into the draft on
1: very little chances were taken with the picks also i was really i was annoyed at the the way that they announced the picks like was, i really hated yeah. stephanie coming out and annoying and announcing like just a batch of picks it didn't it, it didn't work for me and then they would cut to the really really staged war room settings that they had for each <laughs> each yeah. brand yeah and man like the, the the smackdown brand had the the robot the robot the fox robot and they had like one of those like random like fox and uh announcers in there too like the soccer announcer like it was a really weird thing that they, they were al- doing. there was
0: also on the usa side there was a guy who was Painted up like a wrestler. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't fucking work at the USA <laughs> Network. I'm just going to put that out there. But, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, You know, piggybacking up what you said with Steph coming out there and just kind of announcing pick after pick um, per segment, it just felt like they mailed it in. You know, like in yeah. previous drafts, it's been this huge spectacle, right? I remember uh, Heyman and Bischoff when they were <laughs> – I had to laugh when I mentioned Bischoff and we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later. But when they were doing their draft where I believe it was like a lottery ball, uh um, yes. yeah, yeah. canister, and you know, they they would pick it and read it, and it would be like this huge thing, or there was even that, you know, roulette looking graphic that they would have, and then the person that was drafted would get thrown up onto the screen, and the crowd would pop. This was just this was so half assed. Where, you know, after the first night, you you And, again, like, the whole thing was super confusing. Like, the whole – different superstars were available on different nights. You know, it was, like, draft That was annoying, yeah. And, like, I think they also preemptively leaked by accident their draft list. Yeah, they sent
1: out the draft pool, and the draft pool was the exact order of everybody drafted. Yes, it was – like, come on. Like, those are little things that should – like, for a brand the size of WWE – and a production company the size of WWE and the, the the details that they focus on, that shouldn't happen. Like, that is so unforgivable. Like, that's incredible to me. You're ruining any kind of, like, you're ruining the the suspense you do get with the draft pick because everybody knows who's coming.
0: I, right, and I will say this. I do think this was more to cater to the Fox audience more than it was the wrestling audience as a whole, where it was introducing really what they're assuming is a bunch of new mainstream viewers who might not necessarily know each brand and you know who everyone is. And so I guess this was their, I guess their layman terms way of introducing everyone and kind of showing where that dividing line is. But it was just from a draft perspective, like the way they built it up, the way they said you know the landscape was going to change the landscape is more or less the same um and th- that also has to do with you know r.i.p the wild card um the wild card rule thankfully that's gone but in essence like all these feuds and everything else has it, they're just going to continue and it, it you know it didn't really feel like a new era um of anything it just kind of felt like the continuation of something so it, it was just a bummer that being said there, there were at least it the draft served the purpose of resurfacing some superstars who have been a little bit in the background. Yeah. Um you know, so like I guess we'll start with you know uh, best pick, worst pick, uh, best for agent sign. Let's let's just like run a couple categories down. So like the best pick uh, for Smackdown was I think it was pretty obvious. I'll let it's you the say Fiend. the name. Yeah. It's, it's the thing. Right.
1: I mean, come on. You're putting <laughs> the most over character on the biggest brand. Like I, that's perfect.
0: I do. Th- I, this part of me feels like he's going to be traded back to Raw.
1: And wh- what What are your thoughts on that? I, I, there's just he only gets traded back. He only gets traded back if he wins at Crown Jewel, and I don't think he wins at Crown Jewel.
0: God, that's going to
1: suck. I think you. That I think sucks. there's a way to get him over and get a belt on him at on SmackDown. You can have. You can have him interrupt Brock versus Kane. Cause that's you can't put the you can't put the belt on Kane and then maybe you have him beat Brock. Wow, that is.
0: I mean, I, I like that he
1: has to be he like the only title that
0: fits him at this point is one of the top two titles, right? Like yeah. Him as a U.S. champ, I I does the fiend even recognize a country? Right? Is he an American <laughs> citizen? I don't know. I'd like to maybe we would have known if his home wasn't just burned down in an arson attack we're going on to Monday. talk about that later we're going to so talk about we, that we need to talk
1: okay but so
0: speaking of raw uh who, who's your pick for the best pick for raw
1: so i i kind of cheated here i have i really like alistair black on raw because there's a lot yes, of opportunity for him absolutely and then the street profits though yes, we want the smoke baby <laughs> and we want the smoke. though they said hey the street profit's are gonna be in a six-man tag match on raw and they <laughs> didn't fucking show up that like, was
0: incredible <laughs> they cut um, Montez Ford cut this really super intense promo where you're like, yeah, all right, this is the badass side of of the Street Profits. And then as as Seth is literally burning down the Firefly Funhouse set, I was like, they're they're running out of time. Is is this six man tag match gonna happen? And then the show just ended. And I was like, I guess I guess not. Yeah, um, I mean, and, like they tease it with this mystery partner, and they made it this whole thing. Um, and you know, Montez Ford tried to save face after the show and I'm not blaming him at all. I'm sure it was, you know, creative and and Vince's call to be like, yo, we're just going to push this to next week. But he, you know, he tweeted out, OC ran from us or some, something like that. But it was, it was actually kind of funny where they were, I've, in all my years of wrestling watching, I don't think I've ever seen that where a match was just teased and they didn't acknowledge that it wasn't going to happen at
1: all. That It's... That's incredible to me. But I, I think in terms of their chances on Raw, I really like it. I think they're a breath yes. of fresh air for the tag team division. They're and then Alistair just has the it factor that I think could really kind of bump up the ratings for, for Raw if he's put in the right kind of setting. With that said, let's move on to the worst pick. Uh, with SmackDown, for me, I went with Drew Gulak because... It was a weird it's, pick. Yeah. It's a weird pick because I guess that's that allows him to be on 205 Live post Smackdown, but like he's not going to show up on Smackdown. Period. That's a waste pick.
0: Like they didn't need to draft him to, to have him on 205 Live. I'm pretty sure he could have had that spot regardless, right? Yeah. And I don't Yeah, it was it was a ve- that was a very strange pick um on Raw, I eric rowan was a little bit of a weird pick like separating him and harper that's we, exactly we, that was are my side exactly. about that
1: i'm uh, not because like you're you're taking him away from the feuds that were making him like he's not gonna be able to feud with roman he's right. not gonna be able to and feud with dan good. o'brien he was
0: good in that he was yeah. good that was a good feud for him so i don't know what's gonna happen also you know with with raw on raw they were really pushing the angle that raw was uh, looking toward the future, right? Like, that's their new thing. You know, they drafted, like, Cedric Alexander and, and the Street Profits and Aleister Black. Like, and yeah, Ricochet. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Ricochet. Um, but then you go ahead and draft Eric Rowan, who uh, he's kind of, an, I guess, an unproven commodity by himself so far, but he's not by any means a young superstar, mm-hmm. right? So the, that one didn't really align with kind of the story that they were trying to tell. And by the way, I think you said this maybe a few weeks ago that, you know, kind of with the impending Fox move for SmackDown that Raw is now the B-Show. Oh, and definitely. this, I'll, if the draft did anything, this definitely cemented Raw as the B-Show moving forward.
1: Yeah, and I was just, I was going through the results and like going back through to see who was on each show. And man, that SmackDown roster is stacked. I mean, you have, very, you have you have Brock, good. you have Shinsuke, you have Roman, you have The Fiend, you have Braun, you have Kofi, and all the rest of the New Day, Daniel Bryan, Ali, King Corbin, Shorty, motherfucking Gables.
0: <laughs> what a ledge, man. I mean. his name. For for I was a fellow short person. Uh, to to empower all of the short people around the world like that, like push this man to the top.
1: you know, <laughs> get him the Intercontinental title immediately. But like that that roster is so top heavy and strong. And then if you look over the raw, you have Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Andrade, Becky, Alistair, Samoa. yeah, like those are all like really great st- wrestlers in in up-and-coming superstars but like nobody outside of seth rollins and aj styles and and randy orton have like cemented themselves as like bona fide superstars in the wwe so i think there's oh and kevin owens but like there's so much room for growth on that brand as opposed to smackdown where it's like all bona fide superstars you know what i mean
0: right and with smackdown they do have an hour less so they have to put their best foot forward right they just have to have like you said a very top heavy roster to be able to throw them out every week and make sure that the viewers have someone that they can latch onto and not exactly. just build on you know like with raw there's probably going to have they're probably going to have a little bit more of a patient audience and like you know the you and me's of the world who are like oh yeah I want to see Cedric Alexander every week you know what I'm saying like smackdown's not quite there yet uh, or at least with the way they're kind of positioning it um, with um, <laughs> you know all so the fox money rolling
1: in raw definitely has set itself up to be like an NXT version for the main roster mm-hmm. because they have so many incredible wrestlers on that brand. Right. Like uh, everybody, like uh, everybody on that roster can put on some incredible matches. I don't know if you could say the same about SmackDown. And then in terms of the women's division, I I, I mean, it's, it's incredible how, thi- like, if you look at it, how thin the women's women's division as a whole is for the WWE in the main, for the main roster, like on raw, you have Becky, and you have Charlotte, and then you have Zelina Vega and the Kabuki Warriors, but like Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross got traded to SmackDown. Yep. So like on SmackDown, you have Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Alexa, Nikki Cross, and Carmella. Like, those are pretty thin. Like they are dying for some talent there.
0: I mean, the Shayna and the other four horsewomen, the other four horsewomen of the MMA, I think they they have to be called up to Raw or SmackDown pretty soon.
1: They need uh, something. I, I know
0: we've been literally saying that from the beginning of the show um, since WrestleMania, basically. But they need that star power. And I think NXT, from a women's standpoint, you know, with Dakota Kai coming back and all these other um, other women kind of moving up They're in the ranks. They're overloaded with Like, talent. they have too many. So, they, yeah. like, Shayna should, quote-unquote, graduate now to – I mean, I think she'd be great on Fox – uh, because obviously, she has the MMA background. But, you know, and Rhonda's going to come back at some point. Like, that's, that's well, very, H, very H, clear. Trips so. Trip
1: said that she's coming back. He just didn't oh, yeah. get a time sign. And a they,
0: they wouldn't be putting her out on Total Divas every week um, if, if they didn't think that she had a future, right? Like, the, the way that they're promoting her on that show, especially very much indicates and again triple h confirmed that she'll be
1: back and, and what if she's she gonna comes, be a massive star what if she comes back for the rumble wins the rumble and then that's how you get her back like her and can, becky you, yeah be- you can have yeah. her and becky like we can last, like it's gonna be tough but they can last until january but
0: also like i i don't know she's definitely gonna be on smackdown if she comes back ronda has to be on smackdown like fox there's no way fox would just let her be on usa exclusively
1: I don't know because Fox is, Fox has Brock,
0: right? But the, I mean, they are—I guarantee—they're writing the bigger check for for you know all the superstars. Mm-hmm. So, and again, Ronda's just much more up their alley. Like they they have an MMA background on Fox, right? Like Brock is in that. Um, obviously Cain Velasquez now. Uh, he uh, he's has he's not on a brand. designated a brand, right? Yeah. But again, that MMA style and that mainstream. Notability just makes more sense for SmackDown, so I I do think she's gonna end up over there. Um, And I don't know if that leads to uh, her and Becky rematch at Mania, maybe not because of this now designation. But I, I, you know, it would be be
1: promotional malpractice if they did not do that rematch at WrestleMania.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, moving on, we got we got a lot of things to go through. So let's move on. Best free agent signings for both of these brands. It's incredible to me that Cesaro was a free agent, but he's on SmackDown now, so that's great. (sighs) Yeah, and he's then he's
0: lost a lot of matches. By the way, it's it's really a damn shame because he is so freaking good. Just, but I'm glad that is gonna be able to see what he's about.
1: I mean, he can. I mean, just run out of his contract, go to AEW, and become a star. Oh my uh, god, it's that simple. He'd be so uh, good. And, and then Raw uh, signed the Iconics, which I mean, yes. I think Hell automatically yeah. leads to the Kabuki Warriors and the and the Iconics feuding for the for the women's tag belts uh, in the very but, near future. But also,
0: the the women's tag belts are still cross show. So the Kabuki Warriors could still be on SmackDown, like that. That still stands, I believe, as a rule. So I like Alexa and Nikki Ooh, could still feud with about them. about that. So yeah. it's a, it's a very much a possibility that they could be feuding with, you know, two teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I highly doubt that they're gonna they're gonna cut out time on SmackDown for the Kabuki Warriors because, I mean, they barely get time on Raw and there's an <laughs> yeah. extra hour. But I mean, who who knows? And then. Lastly, we came up with this idea of, like, what's the best potential feud to come out of this draft on SmackDown? I think this one is, like, just tailor-made for the next few months, and I, I hope they do it. Roman and King Corbin.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. see that, like that shit so
1: fucking bad.
0: <laughs> no, and I think Corbin is now in a space where, like, he has elevated himself to that. Point where like him versus Roman, you could take seriously. Oh yeah, when when he was the constable, you know him him and Roman have faced each other a lot, especially during Baron's uh, constable run. There was a lot of him versus Roman, but you never took Corbin that seriously. And now he has really built up this. I mean, as stupid as as this sounds. King of the ring really legitimized him as in the eyes of many, as someone who could kind of stand toe to toe with Roman. So I'm all about that. That's great. Yeah, That's great like, fantasy booking by you.
1: And Kaz last week really kind of like, he, he really gave, uh, gave King Corbin the rub there and was high on him. And I, I, I totally agree. And then on raw, I think this one is like perfect. And I hope they do it when, when Samoa is healthy, Alistair black Samoa Joe. Wow.
0: <laughs> I, yes like come on i i i don't have any professional analysis to to add to that other than yes please and, and then like yes, if they please. want to
1: turn alistair heel which could work alistair ricochet that'd be dope too
0: oh yeah i mean they have backstory too they kind of came in as a tag team they have yeah. the nxt background
1: also phenomenal man yeah, you're I'm, on fire today what, do you, I mean, I'm, what did I'm you have heat for heat. breakfast this is great and Wheaties. I'm, I'm ready to rock <laughs> all right my we gotta ass. we gotta move on to the big news of the week outside of the draft eric bischoff is no longer with the wwe he's being replaced by bruce pritchard as the executive director of smackdown and he's only been with the company since june and but like there's been no i haven't seen a report actually about what happened it's been very like hush hush um shot, I, to say the least. I saw
0: a few things today, or maybe I was once t- it was either a tweet or I read it on one, one of the reputable wrestling sites out there. Um, that Vince was not happy with the, the decline in SmackDown ratings after the premiere, but it's also like it's been two course, weeks, of course, it was gonna drop after the premiere. The premiere is always gonna be like you shouldn't compare regular wrestling ratings to the premiere of anything, right? So I don't know what Vince was expecting. Uh, I mean, all the other reports, that aside, right, all the other reports have been saying, like, Bischoff hasn't been really that hands-on. He's been very much uh, kind of off to the side, advising Vince here and there. So maybe um, Vince wants someone more hands-on, and, and Bruce Pritchard does fit that mold a little bit. But I, I can't – I don't mean, I don't know. It was, it was very surprising, and they were kind of – they didn't even just – move Bischoff off of that job like they removed him entirely from the yeah. company He's which completely is he he moved to Connecticut for this job it's so crazy it's to wild.
1: Me. and if that if that report is true where it, he was disappointed with the with the drop in ratings i mean that's that's a damn shame because like it is really unfair to, to do that because so much effort was put into boosting the premiere to make it an event you had the fucking rock show up like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Rock isn't showing up on week 2 of Smackdown Live. Like, sorry. Like so there's obviously going to be a dip. So, I mean, it it's it's odd. It it's it's kind of un unfo- it, it's really unfortunate for for Bischoff and his family. Um he's already committed to doing Starcast in, in a couple weeks uh, in November. Big moves, man. Yeah, you, yeah he's, so like I'm really interested to see if he'll open up about his departure. I mean, it's likely that he won't because I'm sure he signed some sort of like NDA when he left. Yeah. But I mean, that's not a good sign. So we'll see how things go in the in the very near future with Pritchard running the show. I'm sure it, it's going to be they're going to try to make it seem as a seamless transition as possible. But uh, it's not a good sign for for the executive director of a show being let go two weeks into uh, its run. So that's crazy. I, you
0: know, I think Vince is feeling the pressure more so than he realized from Fox. Right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think you know with everything. With SmackDown moving to Fox, we can't really underestimate how big of an impact and how much of how much say they have, right? In because their expectations are just higher than USA's, right? Like what the the ratings they get versus USA's ratings are apples and oranges because everyone has Fox. If even if you don't pay for cable, you have Fox, yeah. right? If you have one of those weird antennas that you just you gotta move to get TV, like you have Fox. So I get it. At the same time, it was very surprising. Literally, June was four months ago, and I feel like we were just talking about how big of a deal it was that Heyman was going to run Raw and Bischoff was going to run SmackDown. Um, it was just this whole ordeal that they... Even wrestlers went on record saying like it was a big deal that Heyman was going to run Raw and Bischoff was going to run SmackDown. So for them to remove him so early in his tenure, it it, it definitely raises some... I don't know if it's red flags. It raises some flags where you're like, "What the hell is happening over there?" Um, that being said, I do think they have, you know, Bruce Pritchard has been Vince's right hand man or you know one of his generals, if you will, in the past. So mm-hmm. maybe this just makes more sense. Maybe Vince is just more comfortable with that. Um, but it was very, very surprising to say the least. So you know, to echo your point, but, but definitely a weird week.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: In 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 that on that side of wrestling.
1: All right, let's pay some bills.
0: Oh, yeah, let's 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 pay some freaking bills. <laughs> and let's start with a word from our friends over at ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. They're time-consuming, they're expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need shipstation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire Podcast, and it doesn't matter what your podcast is called, listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in the code BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen.
1: We're going to take another quick break to talk about our friends over at Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with, ex- with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. Or like the, the good old one, like, I haven't taken a shower in like two three days. And I, I really don't want you like around that area. But with Roman. That was it- really specific. <laughs> <laughs> but with Roman, it, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor we c- who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and total dis- totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all for the comfort, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com/bluewire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it just go to getroman.com slash blue wire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's getromancom slash blue wire for a free visit to get started getromancom roman.com slash blue wire and get your gimmick right
0: there it is man i'm still trying to recover from
1: your shower example <laughs> <laughs> i mean you gotta take i mean come on Let's be respectful of our ladies. If you haven't taken a shower in a few days, don't don't be trying to rub up on them. They don't want that's to smell fair. your stinky ass.
0: That's fair. That 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 does apply in this wrestling world because, you know, that's I'm gonna cut that out. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not leave it in. That's fucking hilarious. No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna leave that in now that I've said cut it out. Um, that leads us into before we hit the news and notes. We are going to implement, starting this show, a Wednesday Night Wars segment. So we're just going to compare both shows, both AEW Dynamite and NXT. But we want your help. We want you to help name this segment. Okay? We're lazy. Right. So we initially thought Wednesday Night Wars, but like that's that's super lazy, right? Like wrestling Twitter just kind of Wednesday half-ass but named Manta? it. And maybe I, I threw out hump day wars. Jeremy did no, not like that. That's a hard pass. Especially if you haven't showered yet, he would not like that. <laughs> so, um, so help us name this segment. But that being said, we're going to jump into both shows tonight. Um, so I'll I'll let you kick it off. You, you've been on the AEW tip um, between both of us on on Wednesday so far. So let, let's let's run through the show. How how to go?
1: Before we get to this, I have been watching AEW more religiously. I, I mean, I'm still watching NXT now. Um, I think next month we should flip. You watch AEW more. I'll oh, watch 100%. more. I, I mean, and,
0: we do end up watching both. Like we watch, that both, out there. We, we, we watch both, but we we watch both at separate times. We're not right. those
1: maniacs that watch it all at the same time because that's way too much.
0: I, I, again, I did that on night one because I was super excited. I was like, this is history. And then I'd, it was sensory overload, and I almost had a seizure. So we did we did the adult thing. We We assigned jeremy to one assigned myself to the other and yeah we will flip eventually but that being said we wanted to get a grasp of you know these new these quote-unquote new shows on the their new not new night for nxt but you know they're new nights for, for yeah. lack of a better term
1: so but i mean uh, jumping into aew it was i would say it was a very solid show it, yeah, it was definitely. not great but it did feature some incredible incredible tag team matches leading off with, what which, which was, in my opinion, the match of the night was SCU versus Best Friends, which is way better than it should have been. Um, There was some shenanigans beforehand with Lucha Bros coming out and attacking Christopher Daniels. Um, so with that, was Daniels really
0: hurt? Because I saw the ref throw up the X. So that I, means there's a real injury usually, right? Like yeah, that's the code? I mean,
1: I haven't looked online to see if, there, if there's reports about it being a real injury. But yeah, usually if they throw up the X, it is a... It is a it's real injury. I mean, Scorpio yeah. Sky wrestled in jeans and, and one shoe and sneaker. Well, he, he got a shoe taken off mid match. Yeah. Um, well, eventually, no shoes. <laughs> and no shoes. So, I mean, I'm sure like he wasn't 100% prepared. Uh, I mean, he, Christopher Daniels took a package pile driver on the ramp. Like, that's scary. Um, even from the best wrestlers who are known to like know how to protect you, like, that stuff right. can easily yeah, yeah, go yeah. wrong. Um, but yeah, SCU Best Friends was a really good match. SCU ends up going uh, going on in the tag team tournament, which is awesome. Uh, and then you had Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros, which I was really disappointed to find out that uh, Luchasaurus actually tore his hamstring preparing for this match. Oh, so, is that what happened? Yes. So, uh, he, wow, a, his girlfriend actually dropped a an update on his Patreon page saying he tore his ha- hamstring in, pre- in in preparation. Holy shit. So I was like really disappointed to see like only uh Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt come out. Though
0: I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a storyline injury. No, it was a yeah. Yeah. Injury. yeah,
1: it wow. yeah, it's definitely he's definitely injured cuz I mean that would have been great to have him out there but Oh yeah. You it were was the House w- That match was incredible. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marco Stunt is awesome. He is the modern day Spike Dudley. He yep. just gets thrown around, he does Crazy shit. He's awesome. Um, and obviously, Jungle Boy is probably one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW. And the Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros are uh, arguably the best tag team in the world. So, obviously, Lucha Bros went on. Riho Britt Baker was good, not great. Um, Riho won Britt Baker. Um, it's kind of back to the drawing board there. Mox, Pack versus Page and Omega was everything you could have wanted from, the, oh from God, those four. Man. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, sets up. Mox versus uh Pack next week on Dynamite, which is gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, obviously, you have Mox doing Stone Cold Middle Fingers to to Pack and and old worked. school Dirty Deeds. It wasn't yeah. the uh, the new school one,
0: so that yeah, was, that was I nice mean,
1: to see. It was it was a really great match. um All four of those guys are just like world class. I mean, it's so so good. So good. And, so. and I'm I'm kind of hoping that we're leading toward an eventual Pac Omega mox triple threat match maybe not at full gear because obviously full gear we're going to get uh omega mox but like at the next pay-per-view i think that's an interesting kind of way to get all three of those in uh involved with each other because they're already kind of going towards like a head-on collision like they're they're teasing it so that'd be great to see and then they ended the night with with jericho darby allen which was bonkers because darby allen is a fucking madman He is so crazy, and he is a star. Like, he is going to be so good for them.
0: They made him look really good tonight. I mean, the whole tape, his hands taped behind his back thing was already insane. But they made him look legitimate that he could win the title. Like, Mm -hmm. going into tonight, you're like, he's probably not going to win. But to have the only reason that Jericho won the match be Jake Hager really kind of put this legitimate title on Darby Allin. So that Mm -hmm. was super cool to see. Um, this, like it would have been ridiculous if he won the match with the hand side behind his back. Let's be honest, but um, that I think that this match still did a lot for Darby Allen's future, kind of moving forward here.
1: Yeah, I think he is he is a star for them. Like I, I really do yeah. think he can be a, a a huge huge star. And then, um, kind of sidetrack here. If you haven't checked out AEW Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube, you need to do that because oh, really they are good. putting yeah. on some fucking incredible matches. Um, post-Dynamite. Omega-Joey Janela, the match that they had last week that ended up being on this week's show was like a 30-45 to minute hardcore match that was fucking brutal. It was great. I loved everything about it. And Kenny Omega made Joey Janela look like a star. So I I think they basically have two shows here because they have Dynamite and then they're putting on just incredible dark matches that they're actually showing to the public. So, uh, all in all, it was a really solid package for me. Um, I think Dynamite is, is continuing to kind of chug along here. Uh, this was the first week that they didn't do the overbooked chaotic finish, so that's kind of good to see that they, they're not going to lean on that.
0: They're, they're not going to do the WCW thing where WCW, every week. that's the reason why they kind of tanked, right? is They did it every week, and you're like, ah, I've seen this. Literally, yeah. last week. So it's, it's I, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the four guys who are running the, the, the company there, uh, you know, Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny, um, they're very cognizant of that, right? They're just very smart guys, so they're not going to let that happen. Uh, but you're right. It, it was great to see that there was just, yeah, there was shenanigans to end it with Hager's involvement, but it was just, it was a clean finish, and that was it, you know, kind of. Yeah. Went off with a little bit of a sad face, but it was, it was still really good. Um, th- I'll take that ending, and that leads me into NXT, which obviously ran at the same time. Really, really good show, I thought. Um, NXT just been continuously solid, and I think that's what we've come to expect from NXT. Um, but it started off with Champa's return to the ring, which was huge. He, uh, he took on Garza. Um, he looks solid. Like, he, looked, he, he doesn't he look like he's good. missed a beat. Yeah, yeah, he had that amazing spot where uh, he he basically oh no Garza took off his tearaway pants, threw them at Champa. They had a little spot. Champa attacked him in the corner, and then he did the exact same attack spot to his tearaway pants, and it was so funny because he was just stomping the shit out of the pants, um, and the crowd popped for it. So that was really good to see Champa back, uh, and the, you know the, his feud with cole was furthered because uh, undisputed era came down and they threatened to attack him um and then which led them to which led to them strangely handing like a usb drive tomorrow or something like that and that revealed a, a video of them attacking velveteen dream like early in the night. post yeah, attack yeah, it was like, like, dream was like laid out. Right. Yeah. he was like he was already laid out um are we still using USB drives in 2019? Like, can we just airdrop everything now, or just like it's in the cloud? I feel like they could have. Uh... I mean, it would
1: have been great if they like gave him like a floppy disk.
0: Oh, that would have, yeah. And then more <laughs> pre- pretended. Yeah, you're right. Let's go completely old school. Floppy disk would have been phenomenal. I take that back um but you know that, that was uh that was that was good to see uh, obviously Undisputed Air was all over the show and mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that they are since they do have all of the titles quite literally they're really using them and implementing them throughout the show like you just need to have title holders on the show right it, it just it just makes the most sense um then we had a, a really solid tag team match Lorcan and Birch versus Imperium um, Imperium is
1: very solid
0: oh man Th- this was a really 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 good match uh Lorkin look, he's he's been a stud, right? Like he's just really good. Birch is also very good, but I was really, really impressed with um with uh Eichner and Bartel um from Imperium. Their finisher is, is freaking awesome, but they just they just work really well together, right? Like they and look I'm, like a legit tag team, which is yeah, it's tough to come about in WWE. And they're days. really
1: strong, stable with Walter, and I really i I'm a big fan of their entrance. Like the Dude, the white so, screen with the music.
0: Yeah, and the way they walk all the way down to the ring. All choreographed, yes. Right? Like uh, everything from even when like Alexander Wolfe wasn't wrestling, he was taking part in the entrance. It was so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. So anyway, it was it was it was like watching N sync out there. It was freaking awesome. Um, then we had EO uh, had Eo Shirai had a match. Uh, the the, the match the match was good. The the big part that came out of that was her confrontation with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, uh, you know she called out or Io was calling out. Everyone under the sun for you know saying that she deserves the next title shot as Shayna Baszler. Rhea Ripley came out, so that kind of set up their future match, which uh, which should be friggin' fantastic. Well, E-O could you so imagine, good, Like I think the
1: they, I, I feel like at War Games they'll do a uh, Fatal Four Way with Bianca, Rhea, Io, and Shayna.
0: Yeah, maybe that's how Shayna loses it losing the title yeah, finally, right? Because she doesn't like, have to she eat the pin. Yeah, she doesn't have to eat the pin, which would keep her super strong. And maybe that's when she just goes off into the sunset to SmackDown. You know? I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I, I like that. And I tweeted this earlier. Earlier, Heel EO is probably the best thing going in the NXT Women's Division. She is so good as a heel. She's really good, yeah. She's yeah. gorgeous, too. She's smoking hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Uh, I'm just gonna say that out loud, but uh, but yeah, I really do like Rhea too coming down. I think Rhea is like the monster heel that everybody like NXT's women's division needs. Like obviously Shayna is a, is a really good heel, but she's a different kind of heel. She's she does play like outside of the ring when she's not like choking you unconscious. She guys, she does kind of play a chicken shit heel in, in yeah, a way, yeah, because yeah. yeah. she leans so much on Jessamine and Marina. Um, so I think having the the monster heel is is a good thing to have, uh, and Rhea really does play that part perfectly because she is um, she's gigantic and she looks the part. Like she looks like a badass. Yep.
0: Um, and coming up next was a number one contenders match for the North American title. We had Keith Lee and and Djokovic. Djokovic? I gotta I, figure. I gotta figure how to, figure how to Dominic, say it. Dominic Djokovic. Uh, We're going with that. So, yeah, great. Yeah, let's mispronounce. No, uh, no, it was it was a really really strong match.
1: Keith Lee, man, three oh five live for life. What a what a stud that put, guy is. Both, both belt of them on very him good. Him. Put yeah, a no. belt on him. He is still fucking good. Like I'm, I've been like tooting this horn for a long time. Like everybody knows Keith Lee was incredible in in the Indies, but like ever since he came to NXT, he hasn't really got the shine that he deserves. But man, when you give him time and you give him somebody to to go with it's it's undeniable how good he is for a man his size and how how he can fly around the ring and do some incredible stuff so I and it think looks like they
0: are they're now putting him in that position right like a legitimate position to win a title um again i, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show or not but a few weeks ago in front of the show adam knofflett texted both of us and was like yo who is this dude like should should i be paying attention and both of us responded immediately Yes, <laughs> please pay attention. Um, he he does like little things that are just his his, his frog splash on Djokovic's arm tonight was so funny. He oh, was that like, was great. That, that would fucking that would hurt. He, he you didn't have to do a frog splash even if it was just a regular splash. That shit would hurt. But the fact that he he threw in a little wrestling flair onto it and did a little frog splash on his arm was was really good. He's he's just really really good for so again like you said of someone of his size should not be able to move like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's just wild. That obviously led to Roddy Roddy Strong interfered at the end of it um causing a disqualification or it was like a no contest. It, yeah, it was but, no contest. Yeah, so, you know, who who's the number one contender? William Regal emerged out of seemingly where those two old muppets like just judge <laughs> shows like from like some sort of elevated stage for you know and he basically made a triple threat match next week for the north american title i'm assuming it'll be end up being a fatal four-way because dream has to be involved uh or i don't i guess he doesn't have to but it would just it just seems weird that he would not be after being attacked by roddy or maybe he costs roddy the title i don't know i just i feel like dream is gonna have some sort of involvement in that match um but that i'm that that triple threat should be really really good, mm-hmm. um, and the, the, the night ended. Uh, I'm skipping a match here, but the night ended with Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest, with some uh, underhanded business, came away with the win. It looked really solid match. Uh, Pete Dunn did not need to go over here, so it, you know I think that this is NXT and Trips Triple H thinking ahead, and that you know they do have something in Damian Priest. They really um, yeah. do, yeah. And so to put him over to end the show, uh, that's that's sh- that shows a lot about what they think about him and his future with NXT. So that's really really good.
1: Yeah, he can really be a star for them, and I, I really do think if they handle him correctly, they can they can really like ride him a little bit. Um, I I think Pete Dunne going uh, kind of jobbing out a little bit is is interesting. Um, Pete Dunne is always going to have a spot here. He's always going to be a. a, a an A-list player inside the NXT brand. And obviously he can jump to NXT UK if he wanted to. Um, But Damian Priest could could really do some interesting things for them. Um, With that, we have some news and notes to go into outside of the Wednesday Night Wars. We need to talk about what happened on Monday night. We need to talk about Seth burning down the Firefly Funhouse.
0: The arson. The (laughs) the public arson. He should go to jail. Well, look. Roman was almost murdered three times. No one went to jail. So Seth is not going to jail for a little arson, all right? Like, he burned... <laughs> a little arson. A little <laughs> arson, right? Like, he uh, this this dude almost tried to kill him in the in the cell. It made him bleed his I mean, own blood. I mean, so, I mean we,
1: we, have to, we have to RIP to uh, Rambling Rabbit.
0: Look, I'm tired. Rambling Rabbit is going to come back to life. This, this dude is clearly indestructible, and it's clearly the brains behind... The whole Firefly Funhouse operation, right? Because no one else has died and come back to life, right? He's the only one. And maybe it's like a, he's like Kenny from South Park where you just keep killing him and he keeps coming back. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I, I all due like respect idea. to Ramblin' Rabbit. I, 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 I love that guy. But yeah, no, Seth we, burned it down uh, okay, quite literally. Okay,
1: no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we have to talk about this. He is using that shit in promos now, and I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think once, you know, once Seth's song like went over and the crowd was chanting, burn it down, like with his music, someone in the back, maybe it's probably Vince, was like, oh, we got to work that in. It was 100% Vince. <laughs> you know? And I spit
1: yeah. I spit out my drink on Monday when I heard him say like, I'm going to find Bray White and I'm going to burn it down. But, and I was like, the, oh, my God.
0: The thing is, he's, that's, that's not the first time he's done it. He's He's quietly been doing it. Here and there, right? Like he's 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 trying to get that over. a Little burn it down. I, what was the other one before he hit? Uh, before he faced Bray at Hell and Cell, it was like I fight something and I survive. It was he he he's been trying to get like these sayings over. And again, this is probably the writing team, uh, trying to sell more sell more T-shirts and trying to get these sayings on there. Mm-hmm. But um, it, you're right. It, it it doesn't feel supernatural. I um, mean, it, it's already in his music. Like, that's the part that's over, right? When people chant that part of his entrance music. Like, that yeah. part is sick. But, yeah, it's 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 getting a little weird. And apparently, I don't know if you saw this, but they so him and Fiend, or him and Bray, had a dark match uh, after Raw. He was, Seth was booed vehemently I mean, by the crowd. It was crazy. I,
1: I, I get it. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's so obvious that, like, him as a, as a face just doesn't work, or at least it's run its path. Like, it's time to turn him heel. He is so generic and boring as a baby face. Nothing about it is interesting. At least as a heel, he is a chicken shit, and it's awesome. And he plays it so well, and he has that maniacal laugh. Just turn him heel. Make things better. Like, it's just, it sucks where he's going right now. He's drowning.
0: It 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 is. I mean, the crowd is completely turned on. Like, I'm a big Seth guy. Like, I think that's no secret. I'm just wondering. So, let's say you turn him heel, right? Who is the next, like, top raw babyface? Do you do you switch AJ back? Kevin Owens. Okay, KO. That's one. Ricochet. Ricochet. Okay. Um. Are are like KO as a universal title babyface challenger? Okay, I can buy that. I, don't I mean, know if him is quite there yet.
1: Him as the anti-authority, stone cold Jace babyface. I'm into it. As, the, and as maybe the champ. maybe
0: give Seth the little Rock heel turn because you remember when, when Rock was Rocky Maivia and everyone turned on him because he was yeah. He was,
1: have him basically become like the 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 smug asshole. Like, I mean, just he's, he's played that
0: role well before. He has, so.
1: and it was great. That was the best he's ever been is when he was with the corporation and he was, in, or yeah, the, the authority, sorry. And and like, he was an asshole. He was an entitled asshole. Like, that's his character. It, that's how he should play it.
0: I'll say this. It, it is getting to the point where I'm like, I'm also in, starting to get in that realm where I'm like, yeah, we should probably turn Seth heel just for the just to freshen up his character. Not necessarily because like, I don't, I don't, I like. I'm. not a huge fan of what's happening right now. I also don't hate it as much as everyone else. Um. So, uh, that's that's all I'll say. Um. Let's move on. As long to- as he doesn't.
1: As long as he doesn't become like a part of like Bray Wyatt's flock, and he becomes like a fiend light. Like sure, as sure, long he as he becomes don't try like,
0: to... <laughs> he becomes a an actual representation of Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah, as long as he's dressing <laughs> so, like a As rabbit. long as he
1: doesn't like go down that route, that i mean He becomes it. like a furry. Um, yeah. oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: <laughs> uh, moving on to what is this should be bigger news. I don't know how it's not, but so Tyson Fury is facing Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel in a match. Okay, this man is reportedly getting paid. Fifteen million dollars for the. I mean, it mix. makes
1: sense. It makes perfect sense because there's no way you risk injury sure. and missing out on the biggest payday, which would be a rematch between him and Deontay Wilder, right. which would make way more than fifteen million dollars for Chump Change. Like he has to be getting a lot of money, and he's getting a shit ton of money. So like, but it's still like.
0: So if you're if you're looking at it from a WWE salary standpoint, that's an insane amount of money, right? There's 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 people on the roster who are making six figures, right? Like, and for a one-time fee, this dude. I mean, he's probably going to show up more than that. I'm sure that's like in his contract, and he has been showing up on the past couple of Raws. Like, he showed up mm-hmm. in Bakersfield, so maybe that's worth fifteen million dollars alone. But <laughs>
1: Shitting oh on Bakersfield, God. man, that's rough. <laughs> I,
0: I did have a co- I, I, I tweeted out a couple of Bakersfield jokes during that RAW. I had had a couple people in my mentions. I was like, I didn't know Twitter extended out to Bakersfield, but
1: I mean, you're um, lucky you didn't get that like, meet me in Temecula or meet me in Bakersfield tweet.
0: Yeah, like I'm gonna meet you out there. I'm gonna drive four hours to have a <laughs> real Twitter conversation with you. Um, but no, it, it it's it's still like a staggering amount of money from a wrestling standpoint. You're right, from like a combat sports boxing standpoint that's that's nothing from a wwe standpoint that's huge and maybe they're just kind of taking the profits that they're making from the, the blood money that they're making from saudi arabia and they're kind of just throwing it in his pocket a little bit um but it's it's still it was a little shocking at first
1: it it is a bit shocking but it makes sense in terms of the business that they're trying to do and and trying to bring casual eyeballs to their product and they think that like investing this much money will will bring the return but we'll see i mean it is a staggering amount of money also this week we had wwe backstage premiere which was really interesting to me because it almost it was like a sports show it was like very much like their own like pre-game nfl on fox show mm-hmm. and it gave us our first trade i mean we have alexa and <laughs> triple H, Cross. yeah Nikki Cross going to SmackDown and Triple H just awkwardly working his way through the details of that trade. I really, I'm interested at the fact that they're doing uh, future draft picks. Like, it's, yeah, so.
0: what, watching Trips struggle through like the actual sports verbiage was it was kind of funny because you know obviously you and I have we come from that world right like obviously wrestling is our thing but we also come from the sports world where like yeah future draft picks are always traded uh, like the NBA NFL whatever and like to hear Triple H be like what did we trade them for again? And, like, you could see him, like, working out the math in his head. It was, like, Steiner math. Um, and then he eventually, like, figured out some half-assed version of how to say it. Uh, that was super funny. But, yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Um, I, it wasn't the trade that I expected. I, I really thought Bray, or The Fiend, was going to be traded back to Raw immediately. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, this trade also kind of didn't make sense because Alexa and Nikki were drafted Individually to Raw, and then they were traded together on SmackDown. So like, Raw better be getting back some really, really, really strong draft picks at some point because it's, it's really unclear about when the next draft is.
1: So I mean, I guarantee you they forget about this. This is not mentioned oh, ever again. Was, yeah. So pursuit. like, it was just re- it was really weird. um And then you have AEW coming out today. And announcing that Brandy Rhodes is actually getting a podcast. So we have a new contender. We have a new challenger here. Damn it. We're going to have to go like toe-to-toe with Brandy Rhodes because she's going to be putting out a podcast uh, starting at the end of the year. Uh, they haven't really given much details in terms of what it's going to be and when it's going to actually start. But they did say like they're aiming for the end of this year. So we should, Brandi uh, Rhodes, square we, the F up. Or wave, coming wait, against wait. us.
0: We should get Brandy on before the
1: show debut. Okay, take that back. Just erase what I just said. Like, <laughs> yeah. After she comes on the show, then I'll tell her to square up.
0: Yeah. So uh, we just want to put it out there. Brandy, Mrs. Rhodes, uh, you are more than welcome to come on. It doesn't matter what your podcast is called. Anytime to plug whatever you got going on. You obviously have a lot going on, and especially <laughs> your podcast, despite what my co host may or may not have just said uh that that's going to lead us next into uh wwe looks like they're open to creating an nxt japan brand uh going head to head with the likes of new japan over there wow this this screams like a triple h idea where he's just like what's next you know
1: yeah it definitely screams like a triple h idea i don't think like i don't think they're ever going to reach if they were to do this they're never going to reach the the magnitude of a new japan but sure. i think it's an interesting opportunity to get more and more of their talent um that is more ingrained in in the japan wrestling scene back over there and really kind of elevate them back up to the star status that they were um and also they can bring in more Japan uh, japanese talent um that is yeah. just maybe not uh, on like the upper tiers of New Japan and that are like looking for opportunities. I think it's just an interesting way to get more talent uh, a chance to shine. Um, so, I mean, it, I'm open to it. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be catered towards us as a US audience, it'd be more catered to the Japanese audience, which is fine. Um, and, and I think it'd be, it could be a cool way to kind of expand the brand. Um, and then, lastly, the last piece of music we wanted to talk about is Mike Canellis. Um, or Mike Bennett, if if you will, uh, requested his WWE release for the second time. Oh. Uh, I mean, oh, this is boy. probably uh, this is probably a good move because his team his TV time is really like non-existent. And then when it was, he was getting shit on by his wife um, in a really really uncomfortable storyline that I'm glad is over. Um, so I mean, I'm yeah, hoping I mean, <laughs> that he can find an opportunity.
0: They've only replaced it with the weird Lana, Lashley, Rusev love triangle. Uh, oh, so they, God, they clearly man, transferred so that over bad. to them. Uh, my whole thing with this whole scenario is he literally just re-signed, I believe it was a five-year deal in June. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, if you weren't happy, if you figured you were going to leave, what like what were you thinking? Maybe it was like a financial stability thing, so like I don't want to shit on a dude for making like a family decision for financial reasons. But man, you should, like, he he easily could have gone to AEW or anywhere else after. Um, so, it, like, that decision now obviously seems short-sighted because he hates what's happening. Um, and like, I don't necessarily blame him because, like, that whole, again, that whole scenario with him and Maria and, you know, Ricochet was involved and that's what led to Rusev coming back. And actually, yeah, the, the, now that I think about it, all those stories are actually intertwined and connected. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 this whole situation is weird. The, I, I really feel like they might Luke Harper this dude and just keep him under contract and like, just keep paying him. He'll pop up at a house show here and there. Uh, obviously, that's not what he wants. And, you know, in his statement that he released, I believe it was on, it was on Twitter, you know, he wants to earn his checks, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, that's one of his big things, which I, I can mean, it's respect. admirable. Right. Like, it's it's very respectable. Very admirable, but I he I don't know if he has any leverage right now. I I, I don't think he does. Like you, I don't know why he signed a five year deal. Right, like if you were like, all right, let's take this money real quick, sh- sign a shorter term deal, uh, like go full LeBron with it, go Kawhi, like full Kawhi and Paul George with it, two year deal, and we'll see what happens. But he 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 opted for the anti KD deal, so it was it was just very very strange to uh, to see that happen.
1: I mean, he doesn't have the leverage because like you said, he did resign. <clears throat> I if if the option was there, I think it'd be worth him going to NXT. And, and working oh, yeah. on NXT yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's opportunities there. Obviously, he he's working currently on 205 Live, but nobody watches that. So why not go to NXT, try to revamp your character? Sans Maria and like really Try to make a name for yourself maybe they It'd be great if they would like if they would get rid Of the Mike Kanellis name because I think that's I don't really like that Um I think just having Him as Michael Bennett would be great but If he was to stay if they were going to say Like hey we're not going to release you because you just Signed a deal bring him to NXT Let him get a chance to work on a Wednesday night in a random match yep. and see what he Can do so um hopefully They can figure this out I, I would hate for him to be going through some struggles because obviously he has a new baby on the way. So, um, let's, let's wrap it up because I mean, we've talked a lot. There was a lot to talk about this week and then obviously we have SmackDown coming up on Friday. So let's wrap it up. Make sure, make sure, please, please, please follow us on Twitter. Follow us. at doesn't matter. Pod that's pod with a zero. Follow us on Instagram. at doesn't matter. Podcast. And, and then follow me at Jeremy, a loss, don't don't worry about following ben at cruise control at control with a k like he has enough followers give me the followers come for my takes <laughs> this takes are trash and oh, and always so it, incorrect <laughs> so
0: so incorrect
1: and then if, if you want a sticker we still have a lot of stickers left if you want a sticker reach out to us follow those instructions that we've put on social and in the descriptions on our um Episodes, on our podcast yeah apple podcast um and hit us up and we'll send out those stickers. We are going to start sending them out next week. So if you have done that already, you will get your stickers soon. They're incredible.
0: Oh, they they really are. They, they've they uh, covered up my MacBook uh, logo on the back of my laptop. Fits perfectly over that. If same.
1: I've done you the know. same.
0: It looks, it looks really good. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our aforementioned Apple Podcasts users, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We are we are so, Oh, dude! I think you're gonna have to do this double chug before I have to release my hostage photo, which makes me I'm so, so ready for this. Like, so I, I see happy. the numbers.
1: I see the numbers growing. I'm like, I'm so fucking pumped for this because I'm gonna prove all you motherfuckers wrong. Clearly, people want to see you fail at this,
0: and I'm not. Gonna by fail. all means, my embarrassment versus your failure. Like, I'm all about watching that happen. <laughs> uh, so, th- <laughs> that we're being, at 188 right now, by the way.
1: So oh we my, need 12 oh, more oh reviews my, I, for me to double oh chug my. a white club.
0: I'm, uh, I, you, the amount of excitement that is emanating through me right now is, is unexplainable but all that being said if there's another podcast that offers to show one of their co-hosts double chugging some white claws you know what
1: I'm not going to say it tonight because you guys are disrespecting me and not thinking I could double chug a white claws so you know what I'm not going to say it tonight It doesn't matter what you say. It also doesn't matter what your podcast
0: is called. All right, everyone. Have a great week. We will catch you next week. Peace. Later,
1: guys.